Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stefan Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And welcome to Activists Around the World. And Annie, of course, before we start, both of us have discussed the fact that we're really not on social media much. I will say I just recently posted a pic because I was on my back patio and there was a full moon. It was perfect. Ooh. I was like, oh, look, it's so sparkly. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, other than that, I, I stay off for the most part. Um, and I know you do, too. I have to, like, bring your attention to be like, hey, this is something you might want to read. Look at this. Mm-hmm. I am, as well as Marissa, friend of the show. We are your TikTok uh, guides, as we've (laughs) discovered as well. Uh, But, you know, I don't know if we've really gone too in-depth about why we chose not to go. So, do you mind telling us what made you decide to do less social media? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'll try to condense it. I guess it's kind of a long story, but essentially I was never, I was always kind of afraid by it. I remember people making me get Facebook when it first came out-ish. Like, they set up my Facebook page because I wouldn't do it. And it wasn't... I had been known to do do this, but it wasn't me being like, I'm too cool for that. I was actually just scared of it. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was scared of being judged and feeling like I wasn't popular, I guess. Yeah. Um, And then I'd had bad experiences with messaging on uh, platforms around video games that Mm -hmm. caused me to step off. And so I already had a healthy fear around that, like harassment. And so when I got to college, I got on, but I was still very hesitant to ever post. And I just felt so embarrassed. Right. I want to make sure, this is coming from a very personal space. I don't want anybody to feel like I'm judging them for their habits. But for me, I just felt embarrassed. And immediately I would regret it after I posted anything. I was like, oh no, what if it can be read this way? What if it's misinterpreted like this? What if it is really bad and I don't realize it? Or what if it's just, it gets one like it, then I just feel silly for posting it. So it wasn't, it was never fun for me. 
Right. I, I'll admit, like, every now and then I'd get one post and it would get, like, 50 likes and that'd be great. But it was still, I was still living in fear of the one person who'd be like, actually, this is really problematic or actually, you're, you should go away and be quiet. <laughs> Which is silly, but I did have a fear of it. It was never a fun experience. I had to do it for work, so it became kind of a work stressor. Mm-hmm. And then during the pandemic, I I tried to get on it more because I thought, you know, you have more time. This is a way of feeling connection. And then it just, after all of the like racial violence and Black Lives Matter and the pandemic, I already felt weird for being like, I'm okay, when I knew so many people weren't okay. I just stopped because I didn't really like it anyway. And then I couldn't figure out a way to make it something that I didn't regret every time I used it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the, the story. <laughs> There's a, that's a whole thing. That's definitely a whole thing. Um, and mm-hmm. I agree with you. I definitely feel that same way, that anxiety. Uh, I've talked about it with other people. I've actually asked other uh, big creators, like, how do you do this without feeling the judgment or feeling completely... Uh, impaired in in moving forward or writing something that you know is meaningful and then damned if you do damned if you don't because if you're silent and like that says a lot you're not saying anything you haven't even talked about this movement and of course something that i often reminded when i worked with teenagers be like internet's forever Mm -hmm. even if you think you've deleted it you've probably not deleted it fast enough Mm -hmm. um and remembering like we say really ridiculous things at times and thinking that we're being funny so mm-hmm. I'm always constantly going back uh, to like, oh, did this sound bad? Does this sound inappropriate? Is this uh, ableist? Is this racist? Is, you know, all those things. Because what you think at that time, you might not understand has a lot of way behind it and sway behind it. Um, and yeah, and the other part is what being constantly judged for what we say or what we might not say. Uh, I will say that I was trying to find it because recently I saw an interaction involving uh, Stuff Mom Never Told You episode and a listener, wonderful, talking about how she really loved the episode and that we should all listen to it or people should go listen to it and how it was really helpful. Random person, random bot, I don't know what it was, came through and was like, oh my God, what is wrong with you? Moms should be in the kitchen or taking care of their children and not be on podcasts. Wow. And the, re- the response from the listener, it's obvious you've ne- never listened because they didn't say anything about moms. <laughs> and then they were like, of course not. Oh, you're so liberal, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and uh-huh. they responded back, and you'll never find a man. Of course, that's the immediate response. Was, you'll never find a man. You'll be unhappy because right. you do these things. And that the again, the listener's response was, huh, I'm engaged, but that's none of your business. And of course, <laughs> The bot's response was, the poor dude. Whatever. Uh, yeah, it wow. was such a bad interaction. And I will say for the listener who did this, uh, I was trying to go back to it, kudos, because they handled it beautifully. Everything was, like, perfect, and I really just wanted to, like, clap. Mm-hmm. I kept liking uh, their response because I was like, yeah, I get them, because <laughs> it's obvious they were trolling. Like, all mm-hmm. they saw was it was a person with a no profile, zero profile picture, numbers behind their names, obviously one of those bot things. And it is. It's kind of one of those things. I'm like, this is the interaction that that makes me petrified. They, the person who was writing for us and writing in defense of themselves, were do, did a beautiful job in mm-hmm. like go go away troll essentially. But I don't feel like I have that aspect. When we get, we will get even emails. Literally, one was like, "Hey Annie, tell stop having your other, fire other co-hosts. I can't stand her." 
I try to skip over her voice and it's really annoying. Like mm-hmm. that, was, and I'm the one who's answering the response. And I was like, yeah, thanks. I'll let her know, you know, <laughs> just so that they understood, hey, <laughs> right. we don't have people doing our accounts. It's us. And mm-hmm. this is one of the many re- reasons I hate doing social media. And honestly, I think I've gotten worse since I've been on Stuff Mom Never Told You because I'm like, I don't like it. I don't like this bit to it. And it feels so vulnerable and it feels so gross. And yeah, being a woman, you and I have talked many a times when we've uh, talked about our episodes, being petrified about doing an episode because we know trolls could come at us Mm -hmm. at any point and just bracing ourselves for that, right? Yeah. Just thinking about it gives me an anxiety. (laughs) But it's okay. Okay. I'm back. So there is, we've talked, we're talking a lot about social media and everybody's probably like, what, how, what does this have anything to do with activists? Well, there's a lot of ups and downs, again, when it comes to social media and the rules and exceptions are ever changing. And I think that's just a good reminder of like what used to be okay five years ago, not okay today. You need to keep up. We need to keep up and figure out why because we have to progress. Um, And including what is acceptable and what isn't in online interactions. Again, like the DM sliding once upon a time was cute and like Mm -hmm. could be a a meet cute, but today's kind of like, hey, just be careful of what you're sending out there, especially <laughs> those who think dick pics are cute. They're not cute. Yeah, no, They're not no, cute. No. That's porn <laughs> and sexual harassment, just so you know. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. (laughs) 
Today, we wanted to talk about one woman who not only saw firsthand the toxicity of social media, but decided to take a methodical approach to expose the underlying issues behind it. And we're talking about Esmina Drodia. Yes. Um, and we have had several episodes talking about the abuse many women and non-binary folks experience online, especially those from marginalized communities. And Drodia is no stranger to the issue and has created a broader conversation about the toxicity of social media. Drodia graduated from the University of British Columbia with a political science degree, going on to get her master's at the London School of Economics. And she soon made her way to working as a researcher in technology and human rights at Amnesty International, where she spearheaded the work on the violence and abuse against women on the internet, whole project she was working on to kind of combat this. Um, within her work, she conducted research for different high-profile figures on social media and was able to get data on the experiences of many of the women who were being harassed and targeted online. And with this data, she has been able to write out different articles and policies on the impact of it all. In her report for the Troll Patrol Project, great name, which was, yes, with Amnesty International, and it was, quote, a joint effort by human rights researchers, technical experts, and thousands of women and thousands of online volunteers to build the world's largest crowdsourced data set of online abuse against women. They were able to give specific statistics of online harassment. Right, and in it, they stated that 7.1% of tweets sent to the women in the studies were problematic or abusive. Uh, this amounts to 1.1% million tweets mentioning 778 women across the year or one every 30 seconds. So I'm quoting this from their report. So if you're, if you're wondering, uh, women of color, Black, Asian, Latinx, and mixed-race women were 34% more likely to be mentioned in abusive or problematic tweets than white women. Black women were disproportionately targeted being 84% more likely than white women to be mentioned in abusive or problematic tweets. Um, and online abuse targets women from across the political spectrum. Politicians and journalists face similar levels of online abuse. And we observed both liberals and conservatives alike, as well as left and right, leaning media organizations were all targeted. Yeah, um, and Drodia's work has led to a deeper conversation on who is being held responsible for these violations. Um, Drodia authored a report titled Toxic Twitter, Violence and Abuse Against Women Online in 2018, showing that Twitter specifically, quote, is failing in its responsibility to respect women's rights online by failing to adequately investigate and respond to reports of violence and abuse in a transparent manner, which leads many women to silence or censor themselves on the platform. And after demands from Amnesty International for Twitter to release data about reports of violence and abuse against women, they finally did so in December of 2018, but it showed many weaknesses and holes in not only their data, but the policies placed by Twitter to protect their users. As Jordia wrote, quote, the violence and abuse many women experience on Twitter has a detrimental effect on their right to express themselves equally, freely, and without fear. Instead of strengthening women's voices, the violence and abuse many women experience on the platform leads women to self-censor what they post, limit their interactions, and even drives women off Twitter completely. At a watershed moment when women around the world are using their collective power to speak out and amplify their voices through social media platform, Twitter's failure to adequately respect human rights and effectively tackle violence and abuse on the platform means that instead of women using their voices to, quote, impact the world, many women are instead being pushed backwards to a culture of silence. 
And with her research and data, Amnesty and other organizations have laid out plans to help curb the violence being aimed at the marginalized community on social media platforms, but many of the platforms have not taken the opportunity to combat the problem on a larger scale. In her 2021 article for the World Wide Web Foundation, Jodia writes, quote, The digital world has become a new front in the assault on the freedom and power of women. Being online while female means being disproportionately at risk of abuse. And when you're a woman of color or LGBT+, or both, the abuse can be even worse. Globally, 38% of women have reported being personally subject to online violence, according to the latest numbers from the Economist Intelligence Unit. This rises to 45% for Gen Zs and millennials. This is consistent with a Web Foundation survey which found 52% of young women and girls had experienced abuse online. Right. And so there's so many other reports that she has done and has really done an amazing job, specifically finding AI to get this data that is so important and how she has continued to push for the bigger conversation and trying to provide safety for women online. Um, in July 2021, Diordia organized over 200 notable women, like famous women and journalists and politicians, in an open letter demanding action to stop the online abuse and violence. I think that's still ongoing, as we can mm-hmm. all kind of see. Uh, and as we've talked about, even with Bridget, uh, when she is on about women on the internet, uh, we know this is problematic. And yeah, she has made a giant career um, in trying to protect women online and in technology. Now, after she left Amnesty International, with working with them over, I think, eight years, she moved on to the Open Rights Group, which helped pin a lot of this data and research and, and put it out there for us to know. Uh, she worked with the World Wide Foundation, which we mentioned earlier, um, and she is now a part of Bubble, the dating app, um, as the safety policy lead. So that makes me feel better. We've already talked about how Bumble has done a great job or a better job rather than most uh, online dating sites in trying to protect women uh, as best they can with the ever-changing tactics when it comes to the internet, but they have done a great job in trying to provide a safe space for women and non-binary folks on that site. Uh, yes, she was also named uh, BBC's 100 Women in 2021 for her work, and I'm sure she is charging her way through doing so much more and trying to create this narrative and trying to find safe spaces for women and marginalized folks on uh, the interwebs. Yeah, and I think it's hugely important work because so much of what we read here that she said, I was like, yes. Absolutely. Like people are leaving. Her voices are being censored. It's a, It's been too long that we've just accepted platforms are going to allow for our abuse and that's fine. Right. And I think that having a saturation of, you know, really terrible internet users on a platform is not good for anybody. Right. <laughs> right. Good for anybody. Right. Go so, away. Yes, go away and thank you. Thank you, thank you for all the work you're doing. And also thank you, listeners, as as Samantha was talking about. We see you and we appreciate when you handle those (laughs) kind of trolls for us. (laughs) It really, like, means the world. Absolutely. And we do, like, as much as we don't post that often, we see your comments. Like, yes. And we appreciate them. So thank you. We do. (laughs) <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. If you would like to contact us, you can email us at stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at Stuff I'm Never Told You. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you, Christina. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I'm Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 
episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 